welcome to Scottish Slash Reads. As always, I'm Alex. And I'm Jay. Uh, and this is the smutty book podcast you never wanted or needed, where we discuss books, authors, tropes, and tend to peen. Please be warned of spoilers and swearing from the outset and throughout. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 12 and also season one finale. Season one, in the bag. Can't believe we've managed. <laughs> I can't believe we still have shit to talk about. <laughs> I can't believe that we still like each other. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes. I mean, touch and go, honestly. <laughs> there will be a bonus episode after this, and we'll probably take some time after this to tell you about our plans for season two. Yes, very exciting. So this episode is called "If There's No Smart, It's a No from Me." Dog. <laughs> I mean, this is okay. This is a true tragedy, guys. Alex never watched American Idol as a child, so she doesn't know the uh like significance of it's a no from me dog listen so, i like, live in the uk like american idol was an icon you never watched randy jackson say it's no it's a no for me dog no i watched pop idol and i watched x factor the fuck is pop idol anyway <laughs> pop idol was the uk version of it so yeah i mean i feel like that wasn't you know as the uk always does inferior but you know <sighs> Moving that part out of the way. So specifically okay. today, we're going to talk about um, young adult and new adult. New adult's a new genre that's kind of been branching out. It's more like it has young adult themes, but it also has new adult content. New adult content can be usually like cursing. Um, just terminology usually changes in new adult versus young adult. And like, you know, there's expectations when it's new adult. Um, significant authors that have gone from young adult to new adult are obviously Sarah J. Mass. Um, her young adult series, Akatar, started as only young adult, and then her recent book was new adult. Another one is um, Alex's favorite, Carrie uh, Maniscalco. Yep. Uh, Kingdom of the Cursed, uh, which just recently came out, is new adult, technically. The first book was, in fact, Kingdom of the Wicked. Was we'll talk about this later. I am furious. Yeah. Also, okay, first of all, I need to say that Sarah Jamas' Throne of Glass was new, was young adult, and then I think she tried to make Akhtar new adult. And then Crescent City is supposed to just be adult, because Bryce, like, takes drugs and shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's, see, this is my thing, like, what's new adult versus adult? So I think, is Bryce not, like, supposed to be, like, 26? Is it, like, the age of the characters? I think it's, like, the age of the characters, and I think, like... Well, how old is Aelin in Throne of Glass? Isn't she older? She no, Aelin's only like 18. Okay, that makes more sense. Usually yeah. young adults like coming of age stories, um, a lot of like, you know, empowering yourself as a yeah, no, Aelin's like, young. I actually think in the I think in Assassin's Lead, I think she's only she's only 17. Yeah. So that's one of the things I guess if you're adult, it's like you're in your 20s. Well, so new adult, I think, is that not supposed to be like sort of 18 to like 21? Like that? Is it? I don't know. Because I have, I mean, I've been considering new adult to be just fantasy, but with like new adult themes. So I I know that like when when spoken about Crescent City isn't labeled as new adult, it's labeled as adult, um, which is interesting to me considering the lack of spice. So, I mean, okay, we're going to come out hard on this. If you're going to say a book is new adult, 
you need smut. Sorry, it's the rules. Sarah J. Mouse understood those rules, at least in Akasif, in A Court of Silver Flames. She understood she needed smut. She definitely um, blue-balled you in Crescent City, which I'm not really surprised by. Listen, I, the thing about Crescent City was there were moments that were like, okay, this is spicy, but if there's no penetration, it's blue-balling, okay? okay? This is another thing. People on TikTok, I love you all. I swear to God, if I see another book with tension rated as spicy, I'm going to kill you. It's not the same. Spice I mean, is actual luckily, smut. Luckily, we've got a spice scale. Yeah. That you should and also As have. you read that spice scale, you'll see tension is nowhere on there. Yeah, you'll also see some pretty weird shit on there. And honestly, I mean, like, we're weird people. So like, I think he would be shook. <laughs> Yeah, it's on our Instagram uh, page, Scottish Last Reads, if you haven't seen it yet. Especially, like, people who, who rate Akasif as, like, like, three or higher, really. Like, they're going to look at that and be like... I mean, oh. I said this in the other episode. They're good gateways into smut. Yeah. But, you know, like, obviously, I didn't have a gateway. I just fucking, like, landed in it. So, whatever. Oh, wait, here we go. This is the daily... I didn't even say it. I didn't say the it. daily fucking reminder that Jeanette read Morals After Dark by President... I was going to go, this is the finale just for you, and not mention it. You did mention it! That I said I obviously landed in smut at an early age. That was... That, baby. But that's not the Listen, first smut book I read. We'll lawyer this shit up, right? That's you basically saying it, okay? That was you saying it without saying it. Don't test me. I mean, okay. as Alex knows, it's impossible to argue with me because I always logic my way out of an argument. It's a side effect of being an attorney. <laughs> well then. You know, whatever. I mean, Both well, fun. one of the things... My, the first smut book I ever read was Thursday's Child by Sandra Brown. And my mom gave it to me when I was in fifth grade. Um, and was like, just skip over the spicy bits. And I was like, hashtag no. Um, and it was literally how I learned like where kids came from because it was all about like, it was weird. It was like these twins um, who like one was getting a boob job to surprise her fiance. Have I told you this? No. Oh, she's getting, this book is weird. Uh, she's getting a boob job to surprise her fiance. So she asked her twin to like step in and like pretend to be her in front of the fiance for like a couple days while she was recovering and then like the best man came in for the first time and it was like they like were like vibing the the twin who was pretending to be the other twin and like the other thing and he was like then eventually it's like revealed that it's like the other twin and he was like thank god because I was about to fuck my best friend's like fiance because I was like obsessed with her and then what the it was fuck is this book wait 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 so it's guessing even weirder. So then she's a scientist. The twin is a scientist. Um, and she does fertility studies. And she wants to do human trials and fertility studies to see how things are affected. But she wants to do it on herself. And instead of using a sperm donor, like that would be normal. She goes into like this, she enters into like this weird like deal with the, um, like the best man and to like knock her up. And literally, let me tell you, that's the book. I learned where babies came from. Yep. I don't I don't know what to say right now. So yeah. I think we should just move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that book weird? Yeah. I saw I found it downstairs too. I kind of want to read it, honestly. Honestly, you should read it. It's a good book. But 
it was my first mudplug and it did tell me where babies came from so I I never had to ask my mom I don't even know what my first smut book was oh no right I do okay so I had read books that had spice in them right but my first smut book was a book called Beautiful Bastards by Christina Lauren I love that book yeah I love it too I've got them all I love them all like they're really good contemporary romance like um which is not usually our thing not usually our thing but it's like the first book especially is like boss employee yeah they're so good I would really recommend them oh my god that's another trope we've forgotten our trope episodes oh yeah (laughs) doesn't matter um they're so good I'd really recommend them but those books for the first time that I read because like the second book as well there's a lot about like exhibitionism and stuff and I remember being like scandalized I was like what what did he do he took her to a walk club like because yeah. I used to be like this like little like precious pale like I mean things. yeah you were yeah. obviously and then I read it and I was like well then. this is everything yeah yeah yep not everyone had the uh education I did apparently well no <laughs> <laughs> that was my introduction to spot and it was a good one honestly yeah what was that it was like a couple years ago wasn't it oh no it was longer than that I think I was maybe like 17 um yeah. but I so I did read so like I I've got this um I used to be really into historical fiction so there's this book called um The Bronze Horseman by by um Paulina Simons and it's mm-hmm. got like smut scenes in it and it's so good it's a true story that's the first book that I read that really included like detailed sex and I read that when I was like 15 and I, I mean I was really into Regency romance for a while yeah so this mm-hmm. so this book that I'm talking about the bronze horseman is all about like it's like Russia and world war ii and it's about it's like Ooh, and you're, you're gonna really. hate it you're gonna hate it because the main male character is like dating the main female character's sister but then falls in love with Tatiana not not listen Jay it's so good it's That's so another good. trope I hate is cheating sorry Listen, if you see my book up there, it's so tattered. It's even more tattered than my Twilight book. That's how much I've read it. <laughs> so, okay. Well, as we're talking about young adult, new adult, yeah. we do have to mention um, <laughs> Alex's recent trauma that she had, um, which was The Kingdom of the Curse by Carrie Manasovko. Um, And I would love for you to give your opinions to the people about this book. So, <laughs> so I did a non-spoiler review. You can see it on Scotch Slash. Oh, speaking of which, we've started doing reviews on our Instagram um, for people are more curious about our recommendations. And we try and go a bit more in depth than we do in the podcast. Yeah, we're good. And we do, um, we do like lash reviews and we do troll reviews. So you can see both of our reviews and how like they, they vary. Um, yeah, okay. So, but my one, obviously, because I'm the only one that read the book, um, it's just my review. It's not, it's spoiler free, so you can read it. Um, okay, so I read Kingdom of the Wicked and I fucking loved it. Like, I devoured that shit. Like, I just could not stop reading that. I could not put it down. And I was absolutely thrilled to know that the next one is going to be Noodle. And I was on this other Discord server and I was like, oh my God, who's excited that this is going to be New Adult? And everyone was like, oh no, I don't care. And I was like, this, I'm in the wrong place. Anyway, so I was so excited that it was going to be New Adult. I was like, there's going to be like smart, there's going to be like adult themes. Like, I'm so excited. Well, 
Yeah, see, I feel like that doing it new adult and doing what she did is disrespectful. The fact that she like made such a big deal about the fact that it was not going to be young adult. Like, yeah. And like the whole, so here's the thing. This is the thing that I did not like about it. The whole book, the readers were baited into like, there's going to be knife play. There was like a bit of like yeah. an orgy happening at like this party. Like it's- Oh, which side note. I hate the trope that this somehow is happening a lot in fantasy books. People seeing an orgy and not like no smut happening. Yeah. I don't know why that's a really common thing I've had in books recently. Yeah. Um, so like there was a lot of like there was a lot of discussion in the book about, you know, sex and there was a lot of build up. And then I got to the last 20 pages and I remember texting you and being like, Jay it's not I don't think it's gonna happen and you'd be like oh well probably not (laughs) I was like yeah I had no sympathy and then I was like and then I remember facetiming you when I finished it and do you remember how fucking devastated I was yeah she was honestly so for people who don't know kingdom of the curse ends on a fade to black it ends well I mean unless she's gonna start the third book off (laughs) with a hard like immediate penetration I doubt it I doubt it also um it'll probably you know what it'll probably start up the next morning I yeah I think so uh, that'll be the next start I like FaceTime Jay and I was just like I just do you know I, I was really disappointed. she has no obligation to include smut but don't bait your readers yeah it's exactly like that's the thing like she made it a theme throughout the book that it was going to happen yeah. she had said previous to the book being released that it was going to happen and then she, she said it was going to be spicy didn't she she did she said it was going to be spicy she was like get ready for spice and I was like did yeah. I read the wrong book <laughs> I was I mean even yeah I was gutted I just felt like it was like it was unfair of her and I think if she was going to do that she should have just kept it YA which to be honest I feel like it still was YA though kind of wasn't it I mean yeah I mean apart from that one scene where that guy gets like cream licked off his dick or some shit I don't know and it's like and uh, Caramel Osaka uses the absolutely cringeworthy term his arousal instead of boner or cock so his arousal I know his arousal but it wasn't just that like I can't even think of other words because I tried to block them from my mind but it was very YA words that she used yeah honestly I got a better sex scene in Empire of Storms which is a YA book yeah (laughs) like I mean you can do a YA sex scene well yeah yeah but if you're gonna do a new adult sex scene make it new adult yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, at least Sarah J. Mouse like had you know like actual. She used the word "cock" in uh, "Court of Silver Flames." Like, I'll give her props where it's due. I mean, I don't think it's as hot as everyone says it is. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, he told her to grab the headboard." I'm like, "That's the bare minimum." That is literally the bare minimum. <laughs> okay, I am like queen of picking up on the bare minimum, and that was the bare minimum. But what I will say is, I found Silver Flames hot purely because of how attracted I am to Cassian. Yeah. So, which is different. I think that's one of the things that I don't know what it is about Sarah J. Mass's books that people get like so invested in the characters. I don't know if it's just because they relate to them on a different level, which I guess I just didn't. So, that so might be why. I think, like, because it's not just like, it's not just an actor. Like, as you know, I'm really invested in the Throne of Glass characters. Um, She's I, a big Throne of Glass fan, and anyone didn't know that by now. 
I am like obsessed with Rowan. Oh, Rowan could do anything to me, honestly. He could spit on me. I don't give a fuck. And then, okay, like- but you know what she did waste though? It's his powers during sex. I think power play, when you have fantasy books, power play during sex is hot. Although, now I can't remember if this happened or not. And we are doing a reread at the moment, so I'll check, right? I'm trying to remember if Dorian uses his phantom hands with Manon or he doesn't. And I think it's just in my imagination that he does because I love Phantom Hands. That's I, like one yeah, of my favorite things. I can't remember if he does or if I just wanted him to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I love, um, see, one of the things I would have loved if Farah and Reese is that they, if Farah, um, like Reese used his shadow powers to like fuck her under the table. Yeah. Like a shadow dildo. Mine. Yeah, Shadow Dildo. I don't know why I love the Shadow Dildo so much, but I just love the idea of like, I don't know, if it, I if it wasn't obvious that one of my kinks was exhibitionism and voyeurism, it should be now, clearly. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> hey, we talk about your Knife King all the time. We talk about mine too. We talk about my Knife King more than I want us to talk about my Knife King, honestly. And I mean, it's just, um, there's a bunch of YA books out there. I feel like if they're YA, I have a hard fast rule. If your characters are 16, I don't care how hot you find the men or whatever. You are not allowed to say that it is spicy or ask for spice. This is something I actually said, um, about, this is a reason I'll never read Song of Achilles is cause, uh, which is by Madeline Miller. Um, the characters in it are 15 and there's a graphic sex scene which I just like no it could have been that is the one time I would advocate if played black uh, yeah I think that like honestly even a fade to black I'm like this is gross like they're young and like the age of consent in the UK is 16 and it's still gross like it's absolutely yeah. disgusting like I hate it I'm like why can't you just make them in their 20s I it's know. like it's much less gross like even 18 I'm a bit like ugh. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that in Credence, I was like, they kept talking about, oh, you're 18 now. I know, I ha- like, I hate that. That's disgusting. Like, it's not like you turn 18 and you're all yeah. of a sudden, like, I mean, you're legally, you're an adult, but you're not an adult. Like, yeah, like mentally, like, I'm still an idiot and I'm 29, honestly. So, like, 27 years old and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You're barely 27 anymore. Um, Fuck like- off, I am 27 <laughs> for a prolonged time I still have time barely have time well then I mean we'll see uh it's like so one of the things with young adult if you're doing young adult do young adult do your little metaphors of sex and whatever heart velvet wrap steel Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> but you know that. like that's just one of the things that you'll have to deal with I mean um it's just like kind of like if you're gonna have new adult be new adult please and just like don't try and like pretend like you are like being very controversial or whatever like come on get it going also just don't waste fantasy sex go do some wing play do some like talent play do some other shit it's fantasy i think if we're going to talk about like new adult and a young adult even we need to talk about um 
the Moral Instruments series. Oh God. Oh my God. That was another trope we didn't talk about. The incest date trope. Okay. But hold on. (laughs) I loved these books when I was like, however old I was. Like I loved them. I like devoured them. Um, The stuff with Clary and Jace was disgusting. And then the stuff with Clary and Sebastian was even fucking worse. Mm-hmm. but I need to just I need to give credit when it's due because the Magnus Bane and Alec relationship was everything to me it was well done it was everything. but I honestly think it was well done in spite of that of her yeah I feel like she created like these side characters and people loved them so much that she was kind of forced into that storyline you know yeah, I I think because like because for so many books, Alec is like pining for Jace. Jace, yeah. And then like as soon as him and Magnus start like whatever they do, ugh, I just loved it. I thought yeah. like it warmed my heart. It like Which I mean, like, I mean, the fact that they she introduced Alec, which was I mean, revolutionary, uh gay, like main character, kind of on the side. But then having him non-consensually in love with his best friend, you know, it's just like, I know, I, I know it's such a, it's such a thing. Like, it's like, um, like gay people can't be friends with straight people kind of like thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially because like, like if you have a gay best friend, sorry, they're not in love with you. (laughs) Sorry. And also there was another, it was one of those things as well that like, I can't, what was the, what was Alex's sister's name? Isabel yeah okay it was just weird because Isabel and Jace were so close it was like brother and sister why yeah exactly why was and they were what was it and Alec and Jace were like what was it par par, I don't know they were like something like par body or something I can't remember what they're called oh yeah I remember uh I know what you mean it's like the Karanam from Game of Thrones but it's like yeah yeah, I know I know from Throne of Glass yeah but it was like par body or something yeah it was like they were supposed to be brothers and share everything which I'm like fucking what yeah and then Alec was like what I'm in love with you this whole time yeah exactly it was weird but I did like I did love the Alec and Magnus um dynamic yeah because Magnus was such a strong character yeah and I think as well like because Alec was so grumpy it was kind of like the sunshine and grumpy thing which which is another trope we didn't discuss oh my god (laughs) which is one thing you love (laughs) I know I love Grumpy and Sunshine. Ugh. Yeah, that's, I mean, we missed a lot of tropes apparently in our episode um, now that we're realizing it. I mean, Grumpy and Sunshine, that's like my bread and butter. But I mean, we did talk about villain love interests, so. Yeah, we did. So kind of, but you know, I mean, <laughs> I love how lost there is second on that. <laughs> that's so funny to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things that, if you're gonna do young adult I mean I don't like that she's kind of using um she uses I don't like that she uses incest as like a trope like the incest bait trope I read another series where it did that the incest bait trope it was um Starcross by Josephine Angelini which is a Greek mythology it has a, this amazing world building and everything and then they go into oh, you can't be in love with him because he's technically your cousin, right? And they were like, okay, but we didn't know that until now. Like, what happens if we, like, still are in love? And they're like, well, then you get cursed with, like, the Oedipal curse, which means you go insane. 
And I was like, oh. and that's like revealed later, like it is in Shadow Hunters that they're not really related. And I was just so annoyed by that point. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. But that's another YA series. I feel like there's other ways to prevent people from being together than the incest trope. Then like, oh, you're actually like brother and sister. <laughs> and you're also in love. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, because I think, um, as you, like I just read um, Kiss of a Demon King. And then, yeah. obviously there's like, um, Omar is in love with Sabine and their yeah. siblings. Um, and I texted you and I was like, I hate this. And you were like, and I was like, that's because, yeah. That but was like, because like, Cressley was like, I need to make a villain that no one will sit for. Make him in love with his sister. Done. I know, but that that's messed up in itself that the way that she felt like she had to do that so that people wouldn't simp for him. People were simping. It's like, yeah, just when that book came out, people were obsessed with Lothair and Lothair had only appeared in a villainous context. Oh, yeah, but he's also- so She was worried about creating someone who, when he died, would be upset about. Listen, we live in a society now where everyone and their fucking dog has mental health issues. What does she expect? Like, I people mean, are going to simp for the villain. Like, <laughs> People are always going to simp for the villain. That's how it is. Just but I think that if you are going to make a villain, um, you know, don't make it so it's a love interest villain if you're going to make it an actual villain. I want to talk about um, Shadow and Bone by Leah Bargadugo and the Darkling. Okay, I have thoughts on this. <laughs> okay, so this is a YA novel, right? Yeah, it's YA. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's YA. So the fact that she introduced the Darkling as a romantic interest immediately, even though he's the villain of the entire trilogy, and then introduced Mal, you know, as like a, they did like, I think Friends to Lovers for that. Gross. Um you were never going to have people be happy with that ending because she introduced him immediately. And also they, they made him like, they made, so I've, I've not, I've not finished the series because honestly, like it's quite unbearable, but I've watched the show. <laughs> Listen, it's, she makes the Darkling so desirable, in my opinion. Yeah. So desirable. And then she makes Mal whiny and annoying and yeah. then she's like well, why don't you like mal and i'm like because you made him a dickhead yeah it's like that's the kind of thing it's like um i mean they always say like how do you make a villain relatable you make him, you make him hot <laughs> like that's you make a simple villain just making him hot and but I, I think when it, the yeah. other thing the other thing about the darkling though is like that i liked about the darkling is that he knows that he's evil as a bit like there yeah. he is not willing to change that like he's had this goal for hundreds of years thousands of years he's not yeah. going to change it based on some random woman exactly and I that's love- the kind of thing it's like that's what i love about Lothair, obviously which is different from the darkling is that you know he doesn't become good at the end you know yeah. nothing really changes except for him being responsible for like him being a little less evil <laughs> a little less yeah exactly yeah. Because that's a real, I mean, not realistic because it's not obviously, but like, that's like a, something you could have seen. So the problem with the Darkling is that she introduces him. They have sex almost in the first book. And then he like, obviously puts whatever the Did power in her. Yeah. They didn't have sex puts, in the TV show. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They almost have sex. Oh, 
whatever the power i don't know i've not read them listen even if i did read them or even when i did watch the series i was like much more interested in what kaz brecker was doing because honestly morally gray and toxic i love morally gray um which is good i do not like when they become white (laughs) resand um or trying to make them like don't just make them like the white knight if they've been morally gray keep them morally gray yeah and i think like people because people have an argument about rowan in particular rowan from throne of glass um because in air of fire rowan is very like he's not morally gray right in fact i'd say his morals are like a bit much honestly but he's a dickhead to aelin yeah. right he's an absolute cunt and then by queen of shadows he's like the king of simpsville love that um but i think that it was done right because as in air of fire as he falls in love with aelin you can see him changing, changing. his ways it's like yeah. a gradual change it's not like a i'm a dickhead i'm perfect yeah mm-hmm. and, and he's like still a dickhead to other people like, like the, you know what's even messed up okay this is another trope we forgot about um a trope i despise women giving up their power to save the world sgm some <laughs> um, bullshit and lee bardugo yeah that's true that's how yeah she gives up her power so she can be happy with mal to the darkling Gross. which doesn't make any fucking sense to me like ugh. and also the fact that like ugh. just the darkness is a waste of time honestly the books are a waste of time because it's like she i mean i was like reading some of the summaries i have not read the books in completely because i cannot read ya anymore i it's i just can't it's honestly it's, i cannot do it anymore it's so sad um but like reading the summaries is like she he like bombs somewhere or does something terrible and she feels like betrayed because she thought she had this special like relationship with the darkling or whatever and i'm like why would you even write that in yeah if you know that's not how it's gonna end up like and but i mean i i know she did an interview where i think she had a good point not everyone's redeemable no you know and And they shouldn't have to be they shouldn't but i thought that was a good point of her to make not everyone's redeemable but also i think like people need to like so we're talking about like redeemable characters and like and um redemption arcs and stuff i don't necessarily think that a redemption arc needs to be this big thing for example going back to akatar right when we talk about talk about tamlin (laughs) talk about tamlin right everybody's all like i want tamlin redemption arc arc." i feel like he had a redemption arc well first of all he was toxic and an asshole right the whole book he is not he is not evil though yeah he's not an evil guy he's just he did what he thought he yeah. thought pharaoh was cat honestly he's just a fucking idiot like let's he's be a fucking idiot. and honestly i feel like that moment in akbar where he goes like be happy pharaoh i feel like that's that was enough of a redemption that's it. i think like, that, that, that probably took everything in him to say yeah he doesn't need any more and he's yeah. suffering now and that's really like whatever but I, why does he need to have this big long drawn out redemption arc but actually i don't know that he did very much wrong apart from being a cunt yeah i mean yeah it's like see the thing is it would be different if you had not gotten reese's whole sob story about how he did everything for like the good of the realm and bullshit like because it turned him from the morally great villain which i adored um into just like whatever i misunderstood um so now that tamlin had done something morally gray which was obviously have highburn you know like try and break the bond or he obviously was trying to get something out of it 
So that's morally great to me. I mean, a lot of people will disagree and say it was evil, but it was now it wasn't. It was like, you know, he's just an idiot. It was he was misguided and like he always he's very gullible. He'll go along with anything. He's just a moron, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, not to quote myself, but one of my favorite things I've ever written was some of the most dangerous words ever in the English language are we've always done it this way. And that's a very big thing with Tamlin is he goes, that's not how it's done, you know? So he's like, I would say he is morally gray. I mean, I don't like that. Everyone's like, oh, Agatha, everyone's like morally gray. I'm like, not really though. No. Like, you know. I think the other thing about Tamlin, and I just need to say this, I'm not a Tamlin stan, as you know. Like, I really, I just don't really give a fuck. I don't care about him. I really, like, him and Reese both lost their whole families at a young age, okay? Reese had backup people. Yeah. Tamlin, and Tamlin had, had one. I mean, he had Lucian. Eventually, he had Lucian. Yeah. Like, who then betrayed what? him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, you know, Reese had this whole other family with Moore and Cassian and Asriel. Yeah. And, you know, even even if Reece, um, even if Tamlin had Lucian straight away, that's one person. Yeah. And he's also like a social pariah at this point. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Like, I mean, don't forget, you know, like they can create like eye, golden eyes for Lucian uh, prosthetics, but, you know, God forbid they figure out what a fucking C-section is. <laughs> Like, fucking, I hate that part so much. Ugh. Anyways, obviously, sorry. I don't know. We got to stop talking about Akatar. I feel like this is going to end up as like an Akatar, Cressley Cole podcast. Um, <laughs> what other YA books have we read? Twilight. Oh, Twilight. Oh, you know Twilight. what? We should take this moment to tell to you. We can read you guys our season two schedule. We set it up the other day. Um, yes. Let me pull out the list. I'm so excited for season two, guys. It's going to be so good. I know. I feel like they'll love it. Um, episode one, you said Agasif was how many chili peppers? <laughs> so after, <laughs> just talking about, after just talking about how much we talk about Akatar, I do think we talk about I love about that. It's very soothing. <laughs> it's because when you were reading Kingdom of the Curse, you asked someone who had, like, you knew what they rated Kingdom of the Curse after having finished it. And they said three chili peppers. And then you go, okay, so why did you wait, rate Akasif to like get like engaged? And they're like, oh, five. <laughs> I think she said four. But then I remember texting you and I was like, okay, so I, it's probably going to be a 0.5. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's going to be nothing. Yeah. So I, it's funny because Akasif is good. Like if you ever are like, okay, so what is it compared to Akasif? If you need like someone to be like, if, you, if they say even more, if they say more than one chili pepper for Akasif, they're psychotic. You need to cut them out of your life immediately. Um, <laughs> okay, episode two. Bella, where the hell you been, Loka? I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so We're going to do a Twilight dedicated episode. Um, it'll be interesting, honestly. We have a lot of opinions about Twilight. <laughs> episode three, Ruin Me Rune. Like, okay, so this is the episode I'm actually the most excited for. So my name on the Discord server, I finally changed it from Princess Kovisla. I am now Rune Me Rune because Rune took my heart, my vagina, everything. It belongs to him, honestly. And mine is now not Presley Cole because people keep thinking <laughs> I'm Presley Cole because it's the only author I recommend. 
<laughs> yeah, I literally, I'm like, I'm not Cressley Cole, guys. If I was, damn, I would I have disappeared that. for five years. Your name is not Cressley Cole, and then in brackets, Alex is Alpha. Alex is Alpha, yeah. Because people keep talking about Alex being an Omega. <laughs> um, episode four, uh, a book of Azrael, um, but not the one that needs to be fired, obviously. We're going to talk, we're going to have an interview with Amber Nicole. She's um, one of our very good friends. She'll have her book of Azrael uh, will be coming out and we're going to talk about it, especially in that episode. <laughs> episode five is going to be death before fade to black, <laughs> which is, <laughs> we're going to talk about the worst fade to blacks. I'm sure that uh, this one will come up. Kingdom of the curse will come up again. Episode six, how the fuck is Alex and Omega? Oh, we're going to talk about uh, ABO fiction, which is alpha, beta, omega fiction, which I don't, I have not read any of, so we got to get on that. Yep. <laughs> I forgot about these titles. <laughs> Episode 7, 9-11 is the reason Fifty Shades exists. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about Fifty Shades, especially in that episode. Oh, episode 8, You're Talking to Me, which is our mafia episode. Oh God. Episode nine is ho ho hold me down. I'm absolutely <laughs> devastated by that episode and I already don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean we're gonna have to talk about Grinch guzzling in that one. We too. need to talk about Grinch guzzling and also we need to talk about the fact that when I downloaded Wicked Whims for Sims, how like my Sim exclusively pegged Santa and somehow got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god okay so episode 10 we're hoping to get this out right as uh the second crescent city book gets out so it'll be <laughs> called cock blocking thy name is sarah j mass <laughs> <laughs> episode 11 this is our second monster fucking episode specifically if you like the beast more when he was human you're straight <laughs> And then episode 12, we don't have a good title for yet, but we're going to talk about Greek Greek mythology retellings, specifically not Hades and Persephone. So, you know, we'll talk about the other ones. And then episode, we'll have a bonus episode as well. And it'll be specifically, um, someone on our Discord has written a Mothman book. And so we'll have her on, hopefully, to talk about it if we can get her. So I promised read it, Amanda. I will read it. I promise. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I'm kind of excited. You know how I feel about insects, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I feel like now that Tiffany Roberts is on the server, we should go into Ensnared more too. That's the spider one, right? Yeah. Oh, I just okay. <laughs> <laughs> the spider dick. Spider <laughs> dick. Like I just Honestly, it's a lot for me. But I'll see whenever you talk to anybody about this book, they only talk about the scene where he like makes her a silk dress that's like perfectly yeah. and he gets her measurements by touching her. Oh, that's disgusting. Like, why is that so pure? I hate that. Oh, why is it? I was like, what? <laughs> It's like, like, so I thought you like, meant disgusting like it was regular disgusting no it's like it's like no, no it's like when you go to like a guy's house right for like a one night thing and he's like do you want a spoon it's, it's like oh my that. god I just spit out my drink oh my god yeah <laughs> and I mean I feel bad for anyone who tries to sleep with Alex because she's immediately like get the fuck away from me after <laughs> <laughs> Alex is extremely anti-spoon after sex you know i will spoon anyone right but if you're a one night thing just leave just leave (laughs) as we're done 
<laughs> I'm looking forward to season two. Um, we'll probably be taking a break in between. We do have a bonus episode that's coming out after this. Um, it's specifically going to be Alex interviewing me about uh, my recent book that came out, which is Conqueror's Princess. So I'll finally actually let Alex talk about the book and not just be like, okay, go back to the other authors now. Um, everyone, please go and buy the book. It's very good. It's five out of five stars. Um, yeah, you can. Oh, wait. Speaking of, if you guys want to rate this podcast, give it five stars, but then roast it in the reviews. Okay, that's oh. all. Like, I only want to see five stars. I only want to see five stars and then people t- telling like everyone how awesome I am, honestly. Roasted yeah, exactly. Enough. I get roasted like, enough, honestly. I need some compliments, <laughs> bitch. My self-esteem is bottomed <laughs> out. <laughs> bottomed out? Wow. Yeah, completely. You're really an omega. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I wish you guys could see Alex's face right now. She's so mad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but anyway we love you all we can't wait to see you guys next season yes and and I'm, episode. I'm so excited yeah. to talk about jay's book because she never lets us talk about it <sighs> i feel like it's weird to talk about in our well do you know what in that episode we're gonna have to talk about it because that's what the episode i about, mean so... i'll have to get over it all right anyways it. we love you all we'll see you next season love you <laughs>